and 2014, Acura decided to race the TLX as a GT car. And so they had a criteria they were looking for was like a driver between 30 and 40 who had a background with Honda, who had won races. Now I go from being a, a, a race-winning sports car driver to a factory sports car driver. And that is the upper echelon. That's the highest form in sports car racing that you can be as a factory driver where you race for the manufacturer. And uh, I was able to repay them with a top five finish our first weekend. And it was like, okay, here we go. This is Honda Stories, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes to hear about some of the most exciting things Honda has been a part of over the last 60 years. So join me, Bradley Hasemeyer, and let's hear about the stories behind the Honda badge. Hello, Honda fans, and welcome to our mobile studio, my 2018 Honda CRV, and welcome to the final show of our illustrious first season. And it's crazy to think that almost a year ago, we started this conversation of what a Honda podcast could look like. And I got to say, guys, the team who put this thing together has done a remarkable job of, of research and production, logo creation, picking music, editing, re-editing, all so we can take you guys behind the Honda badge. So when we were talking about how to round out what's already been a fantastic six-episode run, the whole team agreed we wanted to talk to someone who is of the people, someone who embodies the Honda brand in a very special way, and I think we found him in my friend, slash race car driver, slash big-time podcaster, slash all-around great guy, the king of slashes, Ryan Eversley. This is a guy who's competed in nearly 300 races all over the world. He recently completed a cross-country road trip in an NSX with his face plastered on the hood, which is hilarious looking. And his podcast, which some of you may know, Dinner with Racers, is entering its seventh year, going from simply an idea with a friend to nearly 200 episodes of hilarious, honest conversations with some of the greatest names in racing. And the show has recently even crossed over onto Amazon Prime with season three dropping this fall. But what's really amazing about Ryan is how many times you'll see him at the track, talking to fans, taking pictures with them, signing hats and programs, and doing it all with a smile. We'll get into why he loves the fans so much, but first, to start us off, we're diving into how Ryan got started in his racing journey and what he's hoping to accomplish in the future with Honda and Acura Motorsports. Ryan Eversley, the man, the myth, the legend, he's here. So Ryan, obviously I've seen you at the track. We've worked together on projects before, and I kind of didn't know much about your background. So how did you actually get plugged in with Honda and Acura? So I started racing as a mechanic because my dad and my mom actually met through racing. My mom was a travel agent for a really well-known sports car team back in the 80s. My dad was a very well-established and traveled sports car mechanic from overseas that had moved over here. And uh, he and my mom met through uh, this one specific race team that within a few months I came along and I was going to races when I was like four <laughs> months old. You know, it's really, really been my entire life has wow. been based around racetracks and just completely invested in the sport from every angle. And when I was a teenager, I started to do some go-kart racing, but not with a lot of funding. So it was like whatever we could kind of scrape together to go do a couple races here and there. And because I don't come from a wealthy background, I had to find a way into the sport. And so my chosen direction was go find a team that'll give me a job 
as a junior mechanic, as, you know, an errand boy, whatever, to try to get involved. And so I, I met a guy named Mike Johnson who ran a race team near me in Atlanta. He gave me a job as like, you know, junior mechanic and I was sleeping floors, getting takeout, cleaning wheels, taking out the trash, whatever. <laughs> I started out working for free. I was able to get paid a few months into it because I was doing a good enough job and, and I stayed there for a couple of years and that became my internship basically into the sport. And Mike knew that I wanted to drive. So he was able to help me get a few opportunities to put me behind the wheel. And I did well enough that it seemed like I had some potential. And so I did that, you know, trying to start a career as a driver, you end up coaching at driving schools, you end up kind of bouncing around a bit, it takes you a while to get a full season gig. And uh, so I did that. I think I started in 2001 as a mechanic. I raced for the first time at the end of 2002. I started to get rides in 2003. That means you were driving like for other teams getting rides? Anything. Okay. It's just anything that somebody had a seat and they're willing to give a chance on, take a chance on a kid. And so I didn't get my first, I think real full season opportunity until 08. In 2010, I had a kid that I'd been coaching in a junior series that wanted to move up. His dad had some funding from their personal business and uh, they wanted to just write the check for us to go racing. They decided, Hey Ryan, you tell us where we should go. And so I had a couple of choices and one of the teams was a Honda team named Compass Racing, and they had great success. They won a lot of races, and I thought, okay, cool. Brand The brand's there. It's a good motorsports background. The team's doing a great job. Let me see what I can do with them. And they offered, like, basically when I, when I called them, they're like, not only can you look at our results, but you can look at the drivers we've had. We've kept them in the fold for a while. We've helped them grow and get better and get more opportunities. So if you do a good job, at the end of the year, if your client doesn't stay, we can probably still work with you if – we like you and you do a good job. And so we show up to our first race. We almost win that. We end up winning our third race. That was my first pro win in a Honda at VIR. And uh, the rest of that year, we had eight top fives and I think five podiums in a row in 10 races. I think we finished second in the championship, something like that. But uh, wow. that established my relationship with Honda, with Compass Racing and HPD. And so from there, I was able to build on that relationship quite a bit. And so then... And 2014, Acura decided to race the TLX as a GT car. And so they had a criteria they were looking for was like a driver between 30 and 40 who was American, who had a background with Honda, who had won races, who understood media and marketing and, and things like that. And I kind of fit all those, those checks. And so they had a list of a few guys. And I think I just I, I was really what they were looking for. A guy named Lee Niffenegger from HPD. We'd already worked together a lot. He was like, Ryan, we're going to yep. offer you this test. I went and tested. It went well. Wow. And I got the ride. And that changed my life because now I go from being a, a, a race-winning sports car driver to a factory sports car driver. And that is the upper echelon. That's the highest form in sports car racing that you can be as a factory driver where you race for the manufacturer. And uh, yeah. I was able to repay them with a the top five finish our first weekend. And then we won our second race weekend at St. Pete. And it was like, okay, here we go. And so that started my, my career path with them, and I got to drive for the world-famous and very historical Honda Acura race team, real-time racing. And, yep. uh, and that put me as a factory driver, and I've been one ever since. That's amazing. So what were you in? Was that a Civic? That was the Civic SI four-door. The reason was they thought the longer wheelbase was a little bit better to slow the rotation down. Because the way you get a front-wheel drive car to, to turn for you is you make that thing loose as it can be on the way into the corner. So they tried to they thought the, the four-door would be a little bit better because you could slow the rotation, which is pretty cool thinking on their part. And yeah. we were really successful with that. And then we moved to the, the next-gen Civic in 2012, and it just kept going from there. 
And with it being a four-door, you could pick up some groceries and friends along the way, which is great. It's funny you mention that, Bradley, because you can do that in almost any Honda, including the NSX. So tell me a little bit about like the, the series that you're in and you know what does a, a year look like for you? What's a kind of an average, this is my job kind of thing? So in 2010, I raced for a privateer Honda team that ran Hondas. That was their car to use. And they partnered with Honda Performance Development on engines and things like that. But they were purely a customer team. And so I got to meet a lot of people at Honda Performance Development. And throughout the next couple of years, HPD kept putting some support behind me or my car specifically on that team. And they would be like, you know, hey, uh, the 75 car needs a new motor. And HPD would be like, okay, here's a motor for that car because we know it's going to do well. And we like we like this kid and what he's doing. And so that kind of started building the relationship. And then in 2014, at the end of the year, they had this new program coming online, the TLX GT car. And Acura had a pretty specific criteria of what they were looking for in a driver and I believe it was somebody between 30 and 40 years old that had experience racing Hondas that was pretty aware of like marketing and things like that. And it came down yeah. to like three guys and I, and I got the deal. And so that made me a factory Acura Honda driver. So now I work for Acura Honda HPD. I get my check from the factory. Like yeah. I work for the company now. And so that had like changed my life. It put me on a different level as a recognizable name, it said that I'm at this level of driver versus this level and yep. the responsibility that comes along with it. So it shows the rest of the world that this guy has Honda on his back, you know, that they trust me with their brand and their, their programs. So that elevated my status as a driver, but also like comes with a pay increase, comes with notoriety, comes with fan base. So it absolutely changed my life. And since 2015, I've raced in several different series Currently, I race in a series called IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge, and I race in a class called TCR, which is like touring car racing, I guess. But it's the very similar to what you might have watched on TV as a kid with British touring car being like the world staple of touring cars, but similar looking to street cars with a cool wing on the back, fender flares, and very similar engines to the street cars that have been tuned up and things like that. And what would be some of the cars that, what are you racing and what are some of the competitors in that class? So for the last three years, I've raced the Honda Civic Type R. I had the first Honda Civic Type R race car in North America for TCR, which is a huge honor. And then we won the championship in 2018 for them. I think we're the only TCR Honda champion in North America since. And we're racing against Hyundai's, uh, Alfa Romeos, uh, Volkswagens, Audi RS3s, uh, but all front-wheel drive cars that are two-liter turbos. So the platform is all very similar and there's okay. no like a rear wheel drive car can outhandle us here or there. It's supposed to be all very similar cars that are kind of in the same world of manufacturers. So it makes sense to compete against them. I want to get to the NSX. We'll talk about the MDX and, and your podcast in a second. But how did this concept, all of a sudden I look on my social media and you are like, all right, going to go pick up an NSX with my face on it and drive it across <laughs> the country. <laughs> I was like, what is his life? So Continental Tire which you can put on almost any Acura Honda. They have been my, my main sponsor on my show that I do with a guy named Sean Heckman since 2014 at the end of that year. And they have been so supportive. Like Honda and Continental have taken such good care of me over these last six, seven years. It's been incredible. And so they sponsor my show, but they also send me to trade shows like SEMA, which is the biggest automotive trade show in the world. We've been there. It's crazy. Yeah, they send me to this hot rod power tour which is like a six-day cross-country trip 
that all these old hot rods from all over the country come and, and just drive. Oh, wow. it's, it's like a it's like a rolling car show. It's super cool. So one of the concepts my friend Rutledge Wood and I came up with last year was we didn't get to do SEMA because of the pandemic. We didn't get to do Hot Rod Power Tour because of the pandemic. What are something that he and I can go do to give fans something to watch while they're at home? Be you know still true to our personalities, which are laid back, chill, and be car related. So we came up with this cruise in the continental us.com. Nobody asked me to do this. I was just like, I'm going to see if I can get an NSX for the week because if I'm going to do yeah. this road trip, I might as yes. well promote Acura as well. You know, and I, and I think that's something I've been really cognizant about with my career is if I'm going to be doing something extracurricular, how can I bring my partners along with me so they get something out of it as well? Yep. So at the end of the year when they're like, okay, we got to sign three race car drivers next year, they're all really good. What have they done for us as well? I can yep. turn around and be like, I, I was on a web series with an NSX. Yeah, all it cost Acura was letting me have a car for a week and right. trusting that I'll bring it back the same way I got it. And I, I believe in the product. Like the Type R is awesome. The NSX yeah. is awesome. So it's not hard for yeah. me to be like, hey, there's this cool car we have. Can we bring it? You know, it's not, I'm not trying to sell them a, a right. box of crap. I'm saying like, look at this amazing yes. thing. And I brought it with me. Fortunately, Honda and Acura are making amazing products right now. And yep. it's not just cars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I have fans that'll tweet me a photo of the Honda generator they bought for their small race team, you know, on the weekends. And I'm like, that thing works. Yep. I've got one too. Like, so it's not like I'm trying to sell you something that, that I wouldn't buy myself. What is your daily driver? What are you rolling around in? I drive a 2020 Apex Blue Pearl MDX, and it is awesome. It is such a nice ride. I like that. All right, now let's get to your show because I'm so interested in this. As a fellow podcaster, you have had great success with this. How did you start the show? How would you describe the show? And then tell me how you guys actually produce it because at least pre-COVID, because I think this is a really unique aspect to it. We came up with the concept of Dinner with Racers in 2013, I think is when we really put pen to paper and let's come up with a concept. And then we pitched it to Continental Tire at the end of 2014, and we made a quintessential mistake. We didn't ask for enough money. And uh, I, I just signed my contract with HPD to race for Acura, and I went to Acura, and I was like, hey, uh, Sean and I are going to go do this road trip thing. And he was like, hmm, okay, well, just don't hurt anybody. <laughs> <laughs> he like gave me like that, that like, dad advice. He's the seasoned father. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's the dad advice yes. there. He's okay, like, just, just don't break anything. Just don't break anything. Don't hurt anybody, and uh, yeah. don't, don't get us in trouble. And right. so, and so I was able to get permission because when you get like a, a dealer loan or, or, or like a company car for these things, they don't want you to put ungodly amounts of miles on them. And right. we were going to do exactly that, but it came with the promotion of the show and the car and all that. And so that was 2014. The way we do the show is we drive to your house, to your neighborhood, to your restaurant, whatever. And we sit down with people in motor racing. Doesn't matter if they're a driver, crew chief, mechanic, TV personality, you name it. We, we talk yep. to everybody. And we just sit down and we have an unscripted dinner. And sometimes conversations will last, you know, four or five hours. Wow. And, and we'll never once have to ask a question. It just becomes a natural conversation. And that's what yeah. we want to show. We want to show the person behind the racer that you might know. And we want to get mm. stories that you might never get to hear because it's not going to get brought up in a two-hour race broadcast where they don't have that kind of time to deep dive. So we did that the first year. We did something like 30 episodes. No one knew it was coming. We didn't announce it or promote it or anything. 
and we put it out and we had, you know, somewhere north of a quarter million downloads and we were like, Whoa, wow. this is real. Okay. Wow. And then we went back to continental and we said, Hey, uh, we want to do this again next year. And they're like, let's go. And so we were able to increase our partnership with them as well as with Acura yep. and Honda. And the second year we took a Honda Odyssey van and we drove that around the country and it was awesome. You know, it had the the vacuum in there to clean up all the fast food spilled everywhere. I mean, and let's just and, get real. Yeah. People want to knock vans, Mm-mm. but the Mm-mm. reality is it is an amazing purpose built machine in the same way a Lamborghini yeah. is purpose built as yeah. well. And you ride in a van and you're just like, this is it. The captain's chairs. Yeah. It's got easy to reach so everything. Much room, oh man, you can't yeah. seats that fold flat, so much space in the back. This is a true story. A week ago, I was doing this show for Hoonigan called This Versus That, which is gonna come out soon. It might already awesome. be out based on when this airs, and we'll talk about that in a second. But the producer of the show, this is a Hoonigan guy. So he's seen like thousand horsepower Lamborghinis and you know, you name the coolest whatever crazy things people can build and drift and all that. And we had a Honda Odyssey support van there for us that just had like car cleaning stuff for our type R we had and like some oil, just basic stuff. And the yeah. producer's like, Hey, is that your uh, Odyssey? And I was like, well, it's not mine, but it, uh, yeah, it's like ours for the thing. And he's like, those things are awesome, aren't they? We had a 45 <laughs> minute conversation with the producer of Hoonigan about yes. how cool the Odyssey is. He's like, yeah, I'm getting one. I'm getting one, man. It's like, I'm going to just drive it every day. It's oh. like, yeah, they're that good. So absolutely. Uh, so that's been the, the, the way dinner with racers has worked is we've used my company car as the contribution and some sponsorship from Acura and Honda to let that, uh, cause otherwise we wouldn't be able to create the show cause the amount of money it would cost to rent a car or put mileage on our personal cars to right. drive around. It, it just goes through the roof. And so people that watch our show, our fans have been very cognizant of that and have bought Acura MDXs after seeing that we crammed 10 Pelican cases and luggage and drove around the country year after year. I think we're over like, 250,000 miles driven on, on different seasons combined. And so the amazing thing was continental loved it. Acura loved it. And other sponsors have come on board as well. We now have a TV show on Amazon prime that's going into it. I was going to say, I know it's moved over and there's an animation element to it, which is like, so it's done so well. Yeah. So we basically continental stepped up and said, Hey, what do you guys want to do next? And we said, Video is the way to go. We want to be on a streaming service. We want to keep telling stories, but we want to do it like what we're doing now, but you know, in a in a better better way. And so they stepped up. Acura stepped up, and uh, so we're going into season three on on Amazon Prime of Dinner with Racers TV is what we call it. And so mm. every episode's different. We'll have a cartoon episode one time. The next episode will be a track bio. The next episode will be about. COVID, for example, the next one will yeah. be about a historical racing crew chief who is the greatest cheater of all time. Like we want every episode to be different. And we also want people that don't follow racing to watch the show and be interested. That's great. That's, a, you know, you really hit on something that we obviously believe as well, which is it's all about the story. I mean, mm-hmm. we're Honda stories mm-hmm. because we're, we know that there's a, the power of shared experience goes beyond whatever the main topic is, you know, everyone can relate to success, failure, yep. excitement, letdown, uh, you know, feeling cheated, uh, you know, all these different things, no matter what, what you are, you could be, a you know, a biomechanical engineer, or you could be a racer. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and I love that. It's such a cool aspect to your career that must have really come as a surprise. I mean, certainly in your long game as a as an engineer, you know, uh, cleaning up the shop in 2001, 
you weren't thinking, all right, not only will I be a racer, but I'll have this really successful podcast where I interact with racers. I mean, this is amazing. I want to find out if you have pretty much everything you've said is a Honda story, but (laughs) do you have a specific kind of like moment or or a memory from Hondas early on, recently, whatever that would be, you know, what is your Honda story? When I was a young kid, uh, I used to watch Formula One on ESPN and Ayrton Senna was destroying everybody. And I was like, man, that guy's awesome. I want to, I want to be Ayrton Senna one day when I grow up. And he was my Formula One guy and he was Honda powered and he raced for McLaren, which is an iconic livery and the whole thing. And so I was just a huge fan of his and he was Honda powered. So I always thought Honda was pretty, pretty awesome. And, uh, when I was 14, my dad had a customer. My dad builds cars for people and like does all sorts of restoration and fabrication. And one of my dad's customers bought an NSX uh, streetcar. It was, I think it was like a 95 black and he wanted a supercharger kit. So my dad put a Comtech supercharger kit into it. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And at that time, or really shortly after that, real time racing ended up racing that NSX. And I think they had a Comtech supercharger at 1.2. And it was just like, oh, this is so cool. And so that car was like, my dream car was that black NSX. It was lowered. It was on Fittipaldi oh. wheels, which I don't even think oh. Fittip- I don't think Fittipaldi wheels existed much longer after that. But um, it, it was just such a cool car. And the guy's name was Dr. Hartley Fallbaum, and he knew I loved the car. <laughs> yeah, crazy name, right? And he let me drive that car for for a couple of days once when I was in high school, and I felt like the coolest kid in the world. But so I was in love with the NSX from the get go, and then also my grandma Pam had an '89 CRX SI. Honda, Honda. And, uh, you know, those cars have the wheelbase of like a go-kart. So my mom and I hatched out a plan and it was an automatic, even though I wanted to drive a stick when I got into high school. So my mom's like, look, you're going to go do your driver's test. Take grandma Pam's CRX. It's got a really short wheelbase. So you'll be able to parallel park like a champion and it's an automatic. So you won't miss a shift or stall or, or anything. And you, and you'll pass your test. So I got a hundred percent of my, my driver's test in a Honda CRX. And so that, so there's always been little Honda things there. And so yeah. when I finally got my factory ride in 2015, I, I was like, I got to buy a Honda that's not run of the mill, something a little unusual, but also pays tribute to my love for the brand. So I went out and I found a 1991 Honda Acti van that was imported from Japan. And uh, I drove it around all over Atlanta for a little while. And then I thought, you know what? We got to make this thing even more ridiculous. So it is wrapped as the 1991 Formula One World Championship McLaren Honda that Ayrton Senna raced to his last F1 championship. And instead of the sponsorship that he had on the side, I changed the font or I changed the wording, but kept the font to say dinner with racers. And so now I have a neon orange and white on 15 inch (laughs) wheels, which are massive on continental tires, Honda Acti. And it is by far the coolest thing I've ever bought. I'm never going to sell it. I've had people try to buy it a hundred times over. And here's the thing, Bradley, I know you're asking this question, like NSX or Honda Activan, which one's cooler to drive? Yeah. Kids at home, you can get way more of your friends into your Honda Acti than you can into your NSX. But the NSX goes a lot faster and (laughs) a lot of people turn heads for that. But the biggest thing about the Honda Acti is that everywhere I go, people are waving, taking photos, yeah. Asking questions. Yeah. It's it's like being in the coolest NSX that'll ever be built, but for a fraction of the cost, as long as you're confident in yourself, because it does look like a toy driving down the highway. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, I love that. And and it's so cool. I think it's so interesting when when people, myself included, look back on their life and you can see this line of Honda like you were talking about. I mean, so many of these moments are like full circle from, you know, your first, your, your driving test. You got your license to be able to drive at all anything. And now you're driving the same brand on a racetrack at such a high performance level. The NSX full circle from getting to see it in the shop to driving the new version across the country. I mean, it's just like, I love how this is just really interwoven. Yeah, I was, I remember <clears throat> when I got the call for the TLX program to be a, fa- a, hack, a factory Acura driver, I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to be a factory driver. That's that's a huge accomplishment in the sport. And I was like really blown away by that. And then I also remember Art St. Cyr, who was the president of HPD at the time, who still works yeah. at Honda. And he's just like, he's the coolest guy ever. He he called me and he's like, I'm calling to tell you that you're going to be a factory racer next year for us, which I kind of already knew. Uh, but he's like, but it's going to be in the NSX. You were going to race the Acura NSX. And that was like, oh my God, like that's, that's it. That's the icon brand. Wow. Like that's the halo car yeah. of our entire company. And I'm going to get to race that car. And it was in a series where you did most of the races by yourself. So my name was the only name on there. You'll, you'll appreciate this. Fans at home can't see it, but this is my name on an Acura NSX model. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, that's, that's that, amazing. That's me. How crazy is that? Like, I'm never going to think that's normal. <laughs> you, you know, like, yeah, they saw <laughs> that an is, NSX. That is so cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So oh, by the way, so yeah. those iconic things that are things that I'm never going to forget tomorrow, Honda could say, Hey, we're not going to race anymore. We thank you for your time. And I'll, I'll walk away going, I had these amazing experiences. What's next for you, whether it's racing or DWR, what's up? So I'm currently, uh, we just had our first race of the season at Daytona in the TCR car in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. I'm racing for a team called Atlanta Speedworks and the Honda Civic Type R. We led almost the whole race. It was awesome. We ended up finishing Ooh. second at the end. Uh, had great result. I was so happy with that. And uh, after that, uh, I just helped coach the junior Acura GT3 Academy drivers at Sonoma. They got two podiums and two races. That was a huge deal. And I'm looking down the road. Acura has this new amazing prototype program that's coming. And I am telling everybody that'll listen to me from John Ikeda <laughs> down the road at Acura yep. and Honda, please give me a chance at that. I'm, I'd be good after that. And I'll just do, I'll do Honda voiceovers with you and, and we'll go to yeah. tra- trade shows and talk about civics and all that good stuff. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time. Clearly, you're a busy dude. Obviously, I also want to paint the scene. This interview is taking place behind Ryan with multiple trophies, an American flag. It looks like a bottle of champagne. Just, oh my gosh. Just trophies on trophies on trophies on helmets. This dude, look at you. And you're just taking some time to be with us. We're so thankful for that, man. Appreciate it. Well, there you have it. An awesome conversation with Ryan Eversley. I loved how when he was talking about his background, he talked about how he worked himself into the sport and how he's taken that work hard and work smart mentality into his podcasting as well. And speaking of podcasts, that's the end of Honda Stories Season 1. What an honor it has been leading you guys behind the badge each episode from safety to civic nation to motorsports and more. And I just wanted to take a second to say a special thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing the show with your friends. And we're already talking about a season two. Now, I can't make any promises, of course. We've had some exciting conversations about what the future of the show could look like. So make sure you're checking back in with us. But for now, I'm Bradley Hasemeyer, and we'll see you on the road.